Hello there and welcome to Insight Peterborough. I'm Devin Wilkins. Insight Peterborough is a project of the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind, otherwise affectionately known as the CCB. And if you'd like more information about the CCB, all you have to do is send an email to ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. That's ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. Actually, you're going to hear more this week about CCB than we usually do because this is White Cane Week. And so I'll wish you a very happy White Cane Week. First of all, we'll talk to Leslie Yee, who is the chair of our chapter, and she'll give us an idea of where White Cane Week came from and uh, the kinds of activities that uh, we normally would do, but we can't do now because of COVID-19. And then we'll talk about a couple of the programs that we do offer. Of course, you know about Insight Peterborough. But then we also have a, a club called Bookworms for people who like to read, and Crystal Galachuk will be talking to us about that. And Debbie Harriet will be here to give us a bit of an update on From the Blind for the Blind. Right now, though, let's listen to a song that was written by either one of the students or a staff member of the School for the Blind in New Zealand. And there, they must only have one day devoted to the white cane. And uh, they call it White Cane Day. We call ours White Cane Week. But here's the song called uh, White Cane Day.
Hi there, Leslie, and welcome back to the program. How are you? I'm good, Devin. Thank you. Happy White Cane Week. Yes, thank you. You too. Thank you. So maybe uh, speaking of White Cane Week, we can kind of start at the beginning. Uh, was it the uh, Canadian Council of the Blind that um, established White Cane Week? Yes, it was. So, so many times people confuse the Canadian Council of the Blind with the Canadian National Institute of the Blind, or CNIB. Most people know it by. And uh, they're not. They're very two different organizations, both with the same purpose of helping persons with vision loss, um, but we are run completely differently. So it was the Canadian Council of the Blind that... Um, started White Cane Week, which is always the first full week in February, which for us will be the 7th to the 13th of this year. And the purpose of White Cane Week is really just to promote awareness for persons with vision loss, celebrate our canes, um, let people know that what our canes are used for, how they're used, and why we use a cane. Yeah, that that sounds good. Uh, and I guess they aren't all white anymore, are they? That's right, yes. So um, this, the standard and international symbol is white with red. Mm -hmm. So anytime you see a white with red cane, you know automatically that it is for a person with vision loss. But with children in particularly, um, they'll bling the, the canes out to make them more fun for kids to use. And they'll use other fun colors for them, pink, their favorite color, let's say, pink or purples or whatever, on the canes as well. And um, a lot of people just even do that to their own canes just to make them a little bit more fun and a little bit more part of their wardrobe. But the international symbol is the white with the red. Yeah. When we talk about canes, um, is there only the one type of cane available? No, there's actually quite a few different types of canes. So there's um, a short, very thin uh, fold-up cane that fits very nicely in a pocket or in a purse, and it's called an ID cane. The ID cane never touches the ground. You just hold it in front of you, and it basically just lets other people know that you have vision loss. So if you happen to bump into them or uh, into something, people would then immediately understand why. Um, the next cane is called a guide cane, and the guide cane is uh, a little bit longer than the ID cane and a little bit thicker. It also folds up so it fits comfortably into our pockets or purses, but um, it can be used for probing. So a lot of people would use that if they need to probe into a snowbank, for example, just mm -hmm. to see how deep it is, or a puddle of water just to make sure they're not going to get soaked. Um, so those are the canes that you, a lot of people that also have guide dogs would use uh, if they wanted to then probe someplace and, and make sure that, you know, the snowbanks are too deep before they go through them or over them. And then the next cane is called a mobility cane. Now, this is the one that actually touches the ground. And they can have a pointed end on them, or they could have a roller ball um, or different types of ends on them depending on for example, if you're on sand or a lot of snow, there's a slide 
ball at the end. Uh, sorry, the end is has flat. It slides over the, that type of ground. But those canes in particular help you when you can't see the ground in front of you. So they'll identify obstacles, stairs, curbs, um, changes in the ground, um, elevation, things like that. So, and then there's also a support cane. So the support cane has the crook on the end of it, so it actually is designed to give you support while you're walking, and it does not, generally does not uh, fold up, although they do have fold-up support canes, but a solid one offers more support, of course. So, um, but all of them are generally in the standard white and red for identification. And um, they also come in different lengths and sizes, depending on a person's height as well. And when a person uses a cane, there's a technique to it, isn't there? Yeah, so anyone that's using, let's say, the mobility cane needs to have an orientation and mobility instructor work with them. So that, um, because you want to sweep from side to side, you never want to lift your cane up too high and you don't want to hit people and you want to learn that when it's the cane is, you know, bumping into something, you want to learn how to use that information properly to avoid those obstacles. So it's really good to have um, an O&M person, which the CNIB or now the Vision Loss Reach vision loss rehabilitation side, they offer the O&M instructors for using a white cane. Looking back over the years, I don't know how many people used to trip over my cane in Toronto, especially uh, in subways and that sort of stuff. You know, while I was on my way to my uh, to the subway platform, I, I couldn't even start to count how many people tripped over my cane. I know it's amazing when people get moving along or looking at, um, nowadays, looking at cell phones. Yes. They just don't see you. And um, the only good thing about the fact that they're tripping over the white cane is once they realize it, they quickly realize it's their fault in, in yeah. a lot of cases. Yes. <laughs> There's less chances of getting yelled at for bumping into them. Yes. <laughs> at least I'd hope so. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, so White Cane Week is as awareness and awareness time for yeah. um, to raise awareness of people who are totally blind and deaf blind and partially sighted. What would be the best thing uh, for people to do if they met somebody using a white cane on the street? What what would be some of the uh, best helpful or most helpful ways of uh, approaching yeah, someone? If you are on the street and you're walking towards somebody, just saying hello to them lets us know that there's somebody coming toward us and then slightly step to the side. It could be the left or the right. It really doesn't matter, but slightly stepping to the side will follow the voice and pretty much have a good idea of where you are. But it's great when you're coming towards us just to say hello or good morning and then we know that somebody's actually there. And if you're coming up behind someone, just say the same thing, say good morning, um, and then pa when you're passing us, please tell us I'm passing on your right or I'm passing on your left. Mm -hmm. And that just lets us know exactly where you're going and we can kind of pull to the opposite direction again. So those are just a couple of nice courtesy things when people are passing you or coming towards you. Um, if you see a person with a white cane standing somewhere and they look a little lost, let's say, or unsure, um, and you do want to ask if you can help, the best thing that you can say is, um, to come up and introduce yourself by giving the person your first name only, that's all you need, and then just say, how can I help you? And that word, how, opens it up so that the person with uh, low vision can actually ask for the exact type of help they need. And um, that way it just um, takes away any possible confusion of being dragged somewhere because they think you want to go across the street or um, turned around, you know, unintentionally, but turned around and, and then your directions are kind of lost as well. So um, just asking the person how they can help you gives them the option to ask for that help or say, I'm fine, thank you. It could be they're just waiting for somebody to come and pick them up, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's what um, this, sorry. Sorry, that part is, is really important, I can't stress enough, is to ask a person, if you do want to ask a person, to please just ask how you can help. Yeah, terrific. So that kind of thing is what this week is all about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just really letting people know what the weight cane is and how useful it is for people with vision loss. And uh, when you see a person with a weight cane, please don't... Be afraid to say hello and how are you and uh, let us know you're there. We're very happy to respond back and uh, it just makes everything a little bit easier for everybody. Yeah. So we were saying earlier that the week is uh, sponsored by the Canadian Council of the Blind. What else does the CCB do for people who are blind? Well, CCB has chapters in all different cities across Canada, and every chapter is run by persons with vision loss. Um, they form their own groups or their own chapters based on the need in that area. So the members get to 
um, speak up and uh, decide what they'd like to do. You know, it could be a sports group who loves to coral or uh, downhill ski, or it could be a group that a lot of their members love to knit, so they do knitting groups or they have socials. Or So really the great thing is that the chapters are very much a social and peer support group. They, you get together with other people with vision loss and... Um, uh, it, it's amazing the stuff that you can learn just from, you know, talking with each other and, and sharing experiences. Um, the other thing CCB does is they do have a national voice. They work with other organizations like Fighting Blindness Canada and um, other organizations around the world to help promote um, whether it's um, the need of medical devices in other countries or um, it, it's uh, getting that more doctors, for example, in certain areas to help with um, eye, whether it's eye research, uh, eye disease research, or eye health, basically, to the general public. So they do quite a little bit um, as well that way. And um, they're, they're just all about awareness as well in policymaking, government policies and stuff for persons with vision loss as part of the um, community of uh, persons with disabilities. So their advocacy department works, uh, works really well in trying to make sure that they're up on all the government policies and everything is fairly fair. An example of that is policies during travel. So there are so many different ways we can travel, you know, plane, train, mm -hmm. subway, and there's different policies for different types of travel. So um, it's really nice to try to get uh, a single type of policy um, out there, and that is something right now that they are also working on, as they have on their radar to to try to be part of those discussions as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, CNIB, uh, just to sort of differentiate, offers uh, more uh, skill training as someone who is blind, don't they? They do, yeah. So they have their vision loss rehabilitation side, and it is paid now a um, part of our healthcare system. So they offer the orientational mobility specialist. They have their life skills specialist. Um, and a couple of others, and advocacy as well, and a couple of others. Um, and that, that side is now separate from the CN, CNIB side, which is a um, part, of, part of the original CNIB where they offer peer support and vision-made services. But that side is not government-funded, so they do rely on fundraising and grants and donations and that sort of thing. Um, they now have the CNIB Guide Dog School as well, which falls under the CNIB side as well. So um, they, they kind of have two parts of it now. Um, and uh, they also rely, um, they have a lot of paid staff, let's put it that way, because, and rightly so, because they do have the orientation and mobility specialists and life skills specialists, so they do have paid staff. Where, um, I just want to stress the CCB, yes, we have paid staff in the national office, um, and, but um, everybody on the CCB side, we do have a lot of sighted volunteers that help us, but people running the organization, um, 
um, majority of them, over 80, uh, sorry, up to at least 80% all have um, sight loss. Mm -hmm. So CCB is a little bit more run by persons with vision loss or blindness than, uh, from my understanding, than the CNIB and the um, vision loss rehabilitation side. Yeah, I, I get that uh, interpretation as well. Yeah. yeah. So White Cane Week is not a fundraising uh, time for either organization, is it? Not really. It's more about promotion and advocacy. We don't, we don't collectively try to get funds during that week. We, we just want to raise awareness about the vision loss community. Okay. So if anyone is looking to get hold of, say, the Peterborough chapter of uh, the Canadian Council of the Blind, how can they do that? Sure. So you can email us, uh, ccbpeterborough at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is also ccbpeterborough.com, and um, you can reach us through the website as well. Um, there's a page on there that you can leave us a message and it'll come to our Gmail account. And um, you can also contact our national office and all the phone numbers and contact information are on our website for that as well. Okay, so it has lots of uh, valuable information. Yes. Yeah. Well, with this COVID uh, stuff, I guess we're not doing the same kind of uh, being out there as we would usually do during White Cane Week, are we? No, this year we have to do everything virtually. So there are many virtual programs um, and uh, things running next week that are being advertised by the national office um, through social media and their website. Um, in they're just different things. For example, um, there's a fireside chat with a couple of the board members um, talking about the white cane, and there's um, a couple other events that they're running as well. They're also promoting uh, CCB and vision loss on their own um, social media websites and, uh, sorry, their social media pages, and, of course, on the CCB national website. Mm-hmm. But yes, due to COVID-19, unfortunately, all the gatherings we normally do together just can't happen this year. So, um, but we're still trying to push the, the our name out there and push out the organization. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much for having a chat with us, and uh, I know you appear every uh, few months on uh, Insight Peterborough, so I have no reason to think that you won't be back with us again. <laughs> Okay, thank you. The only other thing that I would add to what Leslie was saying to us is that when you meet somebody, hopefully they will not say, Hi, do you know who this is? My mother used to do that to me. She'd say to me, Well, guess who this is? I don't want to guess. <laughs> I shouldn't have to guess. Nobody else has to guess. Just tell me who it is, or if you're the one 
that has met me on the, in the middle of the, the sidewalk, then just say, hi, it's Mary, or hi, it's Ed, or whoever. But <laughs> don't uh, do what, what happened to me one day um, at, at uh, Color Your World in Brampton. I was there with a, a friend. No, actually, it was Shopper's World. I was there with a, a friend, and this lady came up to me and said, Hi, it's Kathy. And she went on talking about this and that. Do you know, five minutes after she left, I could not remember what she had said because I was concentrating so much on which Kathy she could have been. I was going through all the Kathys I'd ever met in my whole life, and I was trying to think, which Kathy is she? Until finally she said, so have you talked to Mom lately? And then I'm like, your mom. Because I couldn't, I hadn't figured out yet which Kathy she was. <laughs> so, uh, you know, finally she mentioned her mom's name and I said, oh, that's the Kathy that I've been talking to. So, yeah, when you meet someone in the street, just say, oh, hi, Devin, it's Kathy Smith or something like that, you know, something that will identify you. And then the two of you can carry on with a conversation and you can talk about things that you and uh, the other person have in common. Okay, uh, so now I was saying earlier that we now have a, um, a book club in uh, our chapter of CCB and uh, I thought it would be fun uh, to have a chat with Crystal Galachuk, who uh, has kind of put this book club together and is the coordinator of it. And uh, I think it is a, a neat way for someone who is just getting into the process of learning how to live life as someone who is either blind or partially sighted. And uh, it's a nice, gentle way of uh, getting to know people and finding people with a common interest. Anyway, um, Crystal will have more to say about that. So here's our chat. Well, hi there, Crystal. It's been a while since we've had you on the program. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Now, uh, a little while ago, you established something, uh, an activity for our chapter of uh, CCB called Bookworms. How, how did that come about? Well, um, a lot of us like to read, but I think what happened is after a while when you read so many books, you kind of get, like you run out of ideas what to listen to, and so... Um, Leslie asked me if I would start a, a, a book club, and I was a little hesitant because I didn't want to do the traditional, everybody read a book, and then we all discuss it. I'm not that kind of a person, so I said I would do it. What we do is we, we list books that 
talk about them, tell them what it was about. Um, and we do that through email. Okay, so you don't chat virtually or anything? No. Um, I could if I want, but uh, no, I just prefer, you know, to give a list of books. Or at Christmas time, we did different um, traditions, um, what we did when we were kids, that kind of thing. So oh, it was cool. a lot of fun, but yeah, mainly we, we just read books and then we share them mm -hmm. in each other. Do you get together, um, uh, like email on a certain day, or do you just uh, um, pass the emails back and forth as you go? Usually I um, send out um, a book that I've read, um, and then there's definitely discussion on the book. Um, and then some other people will also and a list of books. Now, I have two girls that are not um, in our chapter. They're um, friends of mine, actually. Cool. But they love to read, too. And so they asked if it would be all right if they joined Bookworms. Nice. Sure, the more the merrier. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you don't necessarily need to be with <laughs> but uh, just so we can get more people to, to join us. And are all of the people uh, blind? Um, all but one. Oh, okay. Our, um, our, our um, treasurer from CTB has also joined the group, and she is not blind. Right. Nice. Uh, is there a particular kind of book that seems to interest uh, everybody, or are some people, you know, fiction or non-fiction or poetry or all over the place? That's kind of all over the place. Actually, most of us, I think, like uh, murder mysteries, uh -huh. uh, there are some that like uh, love stories. Mm -hmm. and so we've had some of those go by. Um, we have you know, the feel-good book is a really good book, but it ends up everybody lives happily ever after, like right. on the prairie or something. Um, but I think most of us like mysteries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like those, too. Do you get uh, many people liking uh, medical mysteries? Um, yes. Actually, I really enjoy forensic. Yes, me too. Books. I really, really like those. Like by Robin Cook. Yes, um, I have, uh, and I can't think of the name just now. I have, um, I think there, there are a group of ladies. There's a, a judge, there's a police officer, there's a, um, I think it's the other lady, what she does, a newspaper reporter. Uh -huh. And there's one more, and I don't know what she does, but um, they always solve all kinds of mysteries. Between ah, oh, one's a forensic um, scientist. Cool. Forensic, so she's it gets kind of gory with her sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And they're a, I love their books. I think I've pretty much gone all through theirs. Books. Have you uh, have you read the uh, Sue Grafton uh, Alphabet Murder series? 
Yes, I've gone through every one of them, and I think she's on her way back now. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, I've read all those. Um, I really enjoy the, um, oh, what's his name? Cross. What's his name? I can't think of his name. Adam <laughs> Cro uh, Alex Cross. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a, he's a police officer. Okay. So, um, he's also a uh, psychologist, I believe, so. Oh. That, that series is really good. Right. Speaking of uh, people named Alex, did anyone read uh, any of uh, Alex Trebek's uh, books when he passed away in November of last year? I I haven't heard. Mm -hmm. But I listened. I read the the one on President Trump. Oh yeah, did you? What did you think of that? I can understand, and I hope there's no Trump lovers. Why he is the way he is, but his niece wrote the book, and um, I think she's just kind of like him. So. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was, um, by the end, I was like, okay, this could end any time now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's interesting. Those are a couple of books I've been thinking about uh, reading, but I never seem to... Uh, the problem is I have a television in my bedroom, and I shouldn't. I should uh, use that time for while I'm awake for listening to uh, reading books or listening to podcasts. Yeah, that's what that's what we do. Well, we listen um, in the evening, and then when we go to bed, we we put it on and then put it on the timer. So oh, I put yes. it on for forty five minutes. Most times, I certainly don't hear the end of the forty five minutes, but ah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Now, if somebody wanted to join uh, Bookworms, uh, first of all, uh, do you encourage people more with sight or with uh, who are blind to join, or can anyone listening to this join? Anyone can join them. The more, the merrier. Okay. And they can, they can send me an email to outofsight, all lowercase, 53 at gmail.com. Okay. All right. That sounds good. And is there a cost, uh, an additional cost to, to join this? No, there's not. Okay. All right. So outofsight53 at gmail.com. Yeah. Terrific. This is a, a really a reasonably new activity uh, in within our chapter of CCB, isn't it? Yes, it is. Now I know sometimes you go to Mexico. Have you uh, overseen operations from down there as well? Um, yes, I have. Uh, we have somebody that looks after our property while we're here in Canada. Yeah. And um, so far, everything's good. I know there was a lot of hurricanes in Mexico in last year. Yeah. Thank goodness. Um, they were mild. But when Mark and I were still down in Mexico, we came back late. We didn't want to go with the rush for COVID. Yeah. We stayed till June. So we, we were in uh, Hurricane Cristobal. Oh, boy. 
Yeah. It wasn't a biggie. Well, where it hit us, it was a category. I think it was up to a category two. Oh. That was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off my bucket list. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> so it doesn't matter whether you travel or not, you can uh, still be involved with bookworms as long as you have access to email. That's right. All right. I have access to email. Yeah. Well. Terrific. Yes. And then you get the chance to send emails to uh, a group distribution list to uh, say what you think of uh, this or that book? Yes. That's what oh. I do. Yeah. Uh, if, I've, if I've read a really good one, um, I think the whole group read the um, getaway cart. And I don't know the author. Okay. It was about a grandpa and a little boy. Um, the, the parents had died, and they were going to go back to the aunts. And so they traveled um, from, uh, I think they had to travel about 300 miles, and they walked. Wow. With this little getaway cart. The grandpa made it, and it had everything they needed. It was a very, very good book. Really? Wow. Terrific. That one, that one was very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, that's great. It was a feel-good book. <laughs> yes, yeah. All right, well, thanks very much for chatting with us. And uh, out of sight uh, 53 at dot com. if you're interested in becoming uh, a part of bookworms that would be a good way for people who are just adjusting to blindness and are uh, just getting used to the victor stream or the computer or the iphone the various types of technology that would be a gentle way of kind of getting involved uh, wouldn't it yes it would be yeah. if you have any questions about um, how to use the Victor Stream, I would be happy to assist in that area as well. Okay, that's that's terrific. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. Our final chat of the day is with Debbie Harriet, who is the coordinator of a program that we have called From the Blind for the Blind. Now, you may have heard other episodes of this program where she has appeared, but she has uh, updates for you and uh, some suggestions of items you might have around the house that you'd like to donate and that sort of thing. So let's talk with Debbie. Well, Debbie, it's been a while since uh, you've been on with us. How are you doing these days? doing very well, thank you for asking, Devin, and you have been good too, I hope. Oh, yes, yeah, keeping busy. Yeah, good. Um, uh, so, thank you for coming on the program. No problem, it's always a pleasure to be on the program. Things are a little different, though, with COVID, but that's, that's okay, because we can still do it. Yeah, thank goodness we are uh, flexible enough to... Uh, make changes as we need to, eh? Oh, absolutely. Flexibility, yeah, that's for sure. And uh, 
I think we've learned that over the years, you and I. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. you bet. So, From the Blind for the Blind is uh, still ongoing? Yes, it's one of the programs that the Canadian Council of the Blind is operating here in Peterborough. And um, as I've said in the past, it's like a lending library of visual aids. So we have had over, over the past few months uh, lots of people uh, call and ask what it is we do and how it is we do it. And it's been a little different because of COVID, but mm -hmm. we're still, the program is still going strong. So as a lending library, we're looking for any used or new equipment that um, people with visual impairments, whether they be totally blind or partially blind, can put to use to make their lives a little simpler and easier. And I think um, you can speak of that because we were fortunate enough to get a used pair of OrCam glasses donated, and you have been the fortunate recipient of that. How are they doing for you, Devin? Oh, they're terrific. And, and as I tell people, one of the things that I really like about them um, aside from the fact that it will scan the page and then read it to me, is that the the thing that I really get a kick out even yet, kick out of even yet, is that I can um, I have to put the uh, bring the reading material up uh, so that uh, uh, it would look like somebody reading with a pair of glasses on. And it's something I've never had to do, of course, using Braille all my life. <laughs> so um, one of these days when restaurants open and that sort of thing, when I go into a restaurant, I'm going to do that with uh, various pages from the menu, and I, I think that'll be fun. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's the sort of thing that we hope to do for a lot of people that are blind or visually impaired in the Peterborough area is to be able to help them to enjoy their life just a little bit more. Um, the glasses, of course, um, are one of the items that has been donated. We've had what's called CCTVs donated, and that's um, something that you put a written piece of paper underneath and a, a projection shows up on a screen above you, like a computer screen or a yeah. TV screen. Mm -hmm. But on that screen, you can make the print brighter, darker, bigger. Um, you can change the color schemes so that if you have trouble seeing, say it's blue on white and you have trouble seeing blue, the machine allows you to change it so that it would be black on white or something like that. And that helps many people who can't read anymore, their glasses, they don't, can't get glasses strong enough. It gives them an opportunity to still read their mail, 
still read the newspaper, still read a book page by page. They have to sit at the table to do it. Mm-hmm. And um, there's, but these devices, we've been really fortunate in getting quite a number of these devices donated to us over the past year. And we've also been very lucky to give them all new homes. And when we, when we give an item to someone, we ask those people how they like it. We check and see how they like it, how it's working for them. And if, they're, if it's not quite doing the job they want, then they return it to us and we find another item that will work better for them. But we can only do that if items are donated. We also have different things like magnifiers, some lit, some not, um, good lighting, because that's important to people that are losing their vision, to have really good lighting. So people have donated good lights for us. They've donated um, makeup uh, magnifying mirrors. Oh, interesting. Yes. Um, you know, not everybody's putting makeup on, but some people still, you know, yeah. want, to, want to be doing that. And these are useful items that could be in anybody's cupboard. Right. That they're collecting dust, and we're happy to take those. Yes. Um, sunglasses, uh, magnifying glasses, as I said, lights, uh, mirrors. Do you have a collection of uh, canes or books? Well, canes, there's something that should be taught how to use a white cane Mm -hmm. um, in order. So we try not to um, give canes to people. We try to point them in the right direction so they go and get the proper training for a white cane because it really is a, it's a big learning curve with a cane. We do have things like uh, reading devices that you can put CDs in and pressure buttons and it will read it to you with earphones or without. Mm -hmm. Um, They're called Daisy Readers and it works with CDs. There's another one that works with tapes. and, and those are always really good. I mean, people miss reading. And, yes. and you know what? It's always a joy for them to be able to hear a book, not on a computer voice, but to actually have someone read the book to them. Mm-hmm. So anything like that that people have hiding in their, at the back of their closets and that they're cleaning out during COVID mm-hmm. are great things to be donated because we find happy, we have found happy homes for many, many things. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Are you short of anything that, that you're hoping some, that someone might donate? Yes, we're short of CCTVs right now. We're short of... Um, the Daisy Readers right now. Um, there's another item called a pen friend, which which um, visually impaired people are able to label 
items stay in their cupboard, like their spices. Mm-hmm. And uh, these pen friends uh, will read the labels that are on the spices. They're pre-recorded, and they will read it. They will also, the newer ones, will also read a book. Um, oh. So things like that are, are items that we need. Keyboards. Um, many times people are using their computers because the computers have accessibility programs on them. Problem is, they cannot see the keys on the keyboard anymore. Ah. So there are keyboards that are yellow and black and have big keys on them. Oh. Um, so kind of like, say, for example, uh, a control panel for a TV with big buttons on it. Oh, yeah. A telephone with big buttons on it. We are always looking for things like that, the keyboards, the channel changers, the telephones. Those are all things that really help people out. It makes life just so much easier for people. Mm -hmm. So we're always looking for things like that. Um, We have some big things we've received. We have some small things we've received. And you know what? If you just want to help us out, if people would like to help, but they don't have anything like that or they don't know what we really need, mm-hmm. you can always make a donation to the CCB so that we could then go out and purchase an item that someone in particular is looking for. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, we're developing. We've, we've been able to help over 20 people in the last year, which is feels pretty darn good, let me tell you. It would, yeah, that's yeah, for sure. It does. And and it's always, a lot of times, the people who need these items don't know that we exist. Right. So by letting them know with this radio show that we are here and we're very willing to, to help, um, I, I think that gives people hope. Yes. And um, the other thing is, I've, I've received or I have enjoyed meeting people who need an item. And when they come and they see what we have, they go, oh, my gosh, I didn't even know that existed. Yes. They are like children at Christmas time. <laughs> one, yeah. of, one of the items is small CCTVs, handheld ones. Oh, yeah. And take with you to the grocery store or to the restaurant or wherever instead of the big ones that sit on your desktop. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's been very, very rewarding for us to be helping people um, find a way to make improve their living conditions, mm-hmm. living conditions. So, um, I'm just really glad that this program exists and that we can help people. We want yeah. to continue to help people. Now, you have gone out to uh, various retirement homes to uh, speak about this program, haven't you? Yes, I have. And, and that was also very, very rewarding and fun. And, and people 
were so interested. They thought, oh, my gosh, I can't read anymore, and you're telling me I can't. It just gives people so much hope, and, and it's, you know, they learn a lot. They, they really do. Mm-hmm. I hope once COVID's over that, that um, myself and, and the people that go with me mm-hmm. can continue to do that, to go out and share. So right now we have a couple of items that have been donated, and we're waiting to pick them up. Ah. So we have to wait till after COVID. Oh, my goodness. And we have a couple of people who need items, and we have to wait till after COVID to deliver them. Oh, that's too bad. It is too bad, but yeah. that is the way it is, and yes. they do know that the items are available to them, so I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So now how do people go about contacting you if they either want something uh, or have something to donate? Or they would go, um, they can go onto our website, the Canadian Council of the Blind website. And let me see, the website is ccbpeterborough.com. And that's our website, and you can get directed to the From the Blind for the Blind program there. Okay. Or they could email, again, ccbpeterborough at gmail.com, and they can leave a, an email message saying they have an item or they would like an item, and leave their phone number, and and I'll get back to these people, donations or requests, um, as soon as I can. Uh, that's no problem, because I use email or the telephone during COVID, so getting back to people is not a problem. Um, I also have my, yes, yeah, so, so I would do the email for CCB, or I would do the website for CCB. All right, that's terrific. Uh, yeah, I, I hope there's people listening that go, oh my gosh, I didn't know about this, and, uh, you know, have something or need something that we can help with, because that, that makes me happy. Yeah. And CCB is, is just, it, it's one of the programs that we've put together that we have found has helped the community. Much like your radio show, Insight Peterborough. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, well, we like to think that other people, even outside of Peterborough, will listen and uh, pick up on these uh, gems of information. Well, I, I'll tell you that someone... Um, from London, Ontario, somehow uh-huh. heard about us. Uh-huh. So they got in contact with us so we could help out their parent. We also have CCB National. We have um, many people that have been um, emailing the national office mm-hmm. and asking about questions. I have something, what do I do with it? And our national office 
is always sending us anything we get like they get like that. Wow. They forward it to us right away, and I'm able to get in touch and, and make things happen. Yeah. Yeah. So people living out of town, um, but and even close, uh, not necessarily as far away of, as uh, London, but Lindsay or Norwood or Millbrook or whatever, they could uh, they could give you a call and arrange uh, a pickup, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, before the lockdown, we um, we were able to have people come to our storage place, and um, which is can be outdoors. Uh huh. And look at the wear their mask and look at the items and touch the items and test the items and and pick things up like that. So once this lockdown is over, that's definitely going to happen again. And um, we clean the items when we get them, and we clean the items after people have been here looking at them. So um, it's it's something that's just. COVID has added to the responsibility, yes. but it hasn't stopped the program, so that's good. Terrific. Thank you very much, Debbie, for uh, filling us in on From the Blind for the Blind and uh, how people out there can uh, either uh, participate by uh, being uh, a donor of either an item or uh, some uh, monetary contribution or maybe they can take part. In maybe they can take part. And and whatever they do, they can spread the word about us so others know. Yes, that's the least that people can do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Terrific. Okay, then. Devin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I love it. Okay, well, thanks uh, again for being with us, and I'm sure we'll uh, chat again. You have a good week. Enjoy yourself, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.